Trump tweets out an epic meme. Obama tries to go off on Trump during a commencement speech. And the liberal media back in the day totally roasted Biden. We're going to get into all this and more. Welcome to the Raging Patriot Podcast. I'm your host, Joey Saladino, where we go through everything in the news together. Now let's get into this. So in 1987, the liberal media actually roasted Biden for lying. Check this out. It's incredible. Democratic presidential candidate Joseph Biden today faces a controversy. Three weeks ago at a debate at the Iowa State Fair, he used phrases identical to those delivered by British Labor Party leader Neil Kinnock. Biden seemed to be claiming Kinnock's vision and life as his own. Why is it that my wife is sitting out there in the audience is the first in her family to ever go to college. Why is Janice the first woman in her family in a thousand generations to be able to get the university? My ancestors who worked in the coal mines in northeast Pennsylvania don't come up after 12 hours and play football. Eight hours underground and then come up and play football. It's because they didn't have a platform upon which to stand. There was no platform upon which they could stand. The notion that every thought... You see, right there, Biden literally just stole that guy's speech and just did it awful, completely awful. And this is this is from like, what, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, almost. And the, the, the original guy put some emotion emphasis into it, it was a really seemed really good. Biden's was just awful. Now listen to this. He's a, he was a Dem presidential candidate at the time. Thought or notion or idea you'd have to go back and find and attribute to someone, I think is quite frankly, uh, ludicrous. The problem here is that Senator Biden told his audience he'd just been thinking about these things and he failed to give any credit at all to his famous British speechwriter. You know, I was thinking on the way over here. <laughs> now that's a little too much because as you point out, what's behind the words? What's there? And a lot of people, a rap on Biden has always been that it's just a surface. I should have said, to paraphrase Neil Kinnock, it's the only time I didn't in all the times I've ever used it. But so he, he stole the guy's speech completely as if it was his own. He's like, well, it should have paraphrased him. That you just completely plagiarized this guy's story as your own story. That's not a paraphrase. CBS News found a tape of a second instance. It reappeared in the New York Times with a new charge that Biden had appropriated a famous litany from the late Robert Kennedy about what the gross national product cannot measure. It cannot measure the health of our children. The health of our children. The quality of our education. The quality of their education. The joy of their play. Or the joy of their play. Biden gave Kennedy no credit. He has also quoted or paraphrased John Kennedy, Hubert Humphrey, and British Labor Party leader Neil Kinnock, all without credit. Joseph Biden admitted to... The dude is a complete fraud. He's been doing this for decades now. ...day that he committed plagiarism when he was in law school. He said it was a mistake, but that it was unintentional. He quoted five pages of someone else's work without proper citation. I've done some dumb things, and I'll do dumb things again. He was given an F. So ladies and gentlemen... You got that right. <laughs> you would do some dumb things again. I've been dumb. To the political community in Washington, it all seems of a piece. Plagiarism at law school, plagiarism on the stump. The great communicator. Strike that. The great imitator. You don't steal verbatim, uh, or when you do, as he did 99% of the time, you give credit. Biden's critics say he sells himself as a man whose words and visions can inspire a new generation in politics. 
But if the thoughts, phrases, and visions really belong to others, it's a form of false advertising. Is it a wise idea, though, to take something that personal, anyway, from another politician and try and appropriate it to your own campaign? I think it was a stupid thing to uh, appropriate uh, material that was really very personal that was someone else's. Most people didn't know who he was, you know, Joe Biden Biden, and now they're going to say, oh yeah, he's the guy who plagiarized. That's a lot of people. First Politically, that's devastating. These clips are devastating. He looks like a Joe Biden wind-up doll with somebody else's words coming out. If they are going to do things that are stupid as well as immoral, then they're probably too dumb to have the job of president. Voters are going to have to decide. You know what? I, I, I wish the media was still like this, ready to bury anybody who's stupid. Now the media just totally shills for the guy. Whether he was dishonest or dumb, Senator Joseph Biden may have more explaining to do. The new questions stem from taped remarks of Biden during an April campaign appearance in New Hampshire. I went to law school on a full academic scholarship, the only one in my, in my class uh, to have a full academic scholarship. Went back to law school and in fact ended up in the top half of my class. I was the outstanding student in the political science department at the end of my year. I graduated with three degrees from undergraduate school and 165 credits, only needed 123 credits. Biden now concedes he did not graduate in the top half of his law school class, that he does not have three degrees from college, and that he was not named outstanding political science student in college. Newsweek says Biden actually went to school on a half scholarship, ended up near the bottom of his class, and won only one degree, not three. Oh, Joe Biden man. ranked 76th in a class of 85 at the University of Syracuse Law School. I mean, this guy comes off this whole thing as a flyweight. Now Biden says Newsweek is right. His memory had failed him. And I'd be delighted to sit down and compare my IQ to yours if you'd like, Frank. Joe Biden was victimized by the truth. Bye-bye, Biden. He may not know it yet, but I think this is very diff going to be very difficult for him to recover. Is Joe Biden dead meat, yes or no? I think so. Bob? It's in terminal condition. Terminal. Eleanor? Yes, unless he comes in third in Iowa. Morton? <laughs> Dying. I say dead. We'll be right back. You see, that's the thing. The media back then was, I guess, a little bit more honest. I don't know. It wasn't really around back then. and we, didn't, we weren't in the information age that we are in now. But it seems like at least back then, they were at least a little bit more honest when it comes to presidential elections. Now the people are selected and the whole entire liberal media just builds around them and they help mold and build the person and they hide anything stupid that the person does. All these, these flubs and these blunders that Biden is doing completely get hidden under the table. Look at this one. This one, Biden actually talks to a pre-recorded I want to open it up to our town hall component and get a question from a voter. This first question, Mr. Vice President, is from a voter in California. Let's listen to this. Hilarious. Okay. Hi, Vice President Biden. My name is Navid. Hi. I am from San Mateo, California. And thank you so much for allowing me to participate in this town hall with you. I'm thank rather you thinking about that quote from the famed Irish poet Kierkegaard that you always recite. Faith sees best in the dark. And I find it so profound with what's going on in America today, with so many families across this country going through tough times. As someone who has lost a wife and a daughter and a son and knows what it's like to go through loss, what advice would you give to a family who has lost someone to COVID-19? Thank you. Well, first of all, um, you know, uh, those folks who recently lost someone to COVID-19 over 
86, almost 87,000 on the map. Because there'll be more coming. You know, the truth is Trump was praising the Chinese government, downplaying the threat to the American people. As I said, as I was warning, I was warning the need to get the people into China to see what was actually going on. Of what you'll be facing on day one with all those cabinet members there, obviously the secretary. So yeah, I guess that's really about it. But yeah, this, this dude, he, <laughs> he tried to talk to a pre-recorded video. Oh, man. And you know what? I don't think that the, the, the liberal media picked up on this and talked about it. I mean, it's kind of trending on social media. This one video, this one clip has over a million views on Facebook. There is attention that needs to be held. That, that There is a yearning for the intention on clips like this. People want to see it. They want to know about it. They want to share it. They want to engage on it. And you think... A news organization that's begging for clicks, begging for viewership, they would at least start to cover stuff that people watch. But they don't. I don't know how they're still getting by. I don't know how they're still in business. I think it's because we got half the country or a bunch of dumb idiots, Democrats that are watching the media. And the other half is on social media, engaging, creating the content. It's just a superior platform that allows people to find the audience that, that they belong in. And this is why when you go to a New York Times article and you click on it, and they don't let you read the article until you get a subscription. What kind of idiots are buying a subscription to the New York Times or the Washington Post? you got to be on some other level of stupid to pay monthly for a subscription to a news service. This is the internet. This is social media. Go follow somebody on Twitter. They'll give you the news. You don't got to pay for the news, especially a left-wing biased article. The only people buying that stuff are stupid liberal idiots that vote Democrat. Listen to Obama falsely go off on Trump in this commencement speech. Listen to this. Everybody, congratulations to HBCU class of 2020. Michelle and I are so proud of you. But these aren't normal times. You're being asked to find your way in a world in the middle of a devastating pandemic and a terrible recession. The timing is not ideal. And let's be honest, a disease like this just spotlights the underlying inequalities and extra burdens that black communities have historically had to deal with in this country. We see it in the disproportionate impact of COVID-19 on our communities. Just as we see it when a black man goes for a jog and some folks feel like they can stop and question and shoot him if he doesn't submit to their questioning. Oh, that reminds me. What he just said reminds me so much of the hands up, don't shoot, false fake news narrative. This incident that he's talking about me personally, I haven't really paid too much of attention to it. But I do know it's a little bit more than... Somebody going for a jog and just randomly getting gunned down on the street. I'm pretty sure there's a little bit more to it than just that. Injustice like this isn't new. What is new is that so... But the thing I love the most is how he's equating that jogging down the street situation to COVID-19. The way that these Democrats, they try to mold and form a, a false sense of, of reality amongst things just to get votes and support. The way, oh, COVID-19 is racist. Vote for me. I'll make it less racist. Like, come on. Much of your generation has woken up to the fact that the status quo needs fixing, that the old ways of doing things don't work, and that it doesn't matter how much money you make if everyone around you is hungry and sick, that our society and our democracy only works when we think not just about ourselves, but about each other. More than anything, this pandemic has fully finally torn back the curtain on the idea that so many of the folks in charge know what they're doing. A lot of them aren't even pretending to be in charge. If the world's going to get better, it's going to be up to you. Hmm. 
You know what? You know what? Take what he just said. The people in charge. Let's break it down to the Democrat governors that are becoming tyrannical and shutting down their states for literally no reason. Yes. You know what, Obama? It is up to us. It is up up to us to take back our government from the tyrannical leaders just like this guy was. It's up to us to save the economy and to open back up our states. It is up to us. Suddenly feeling like it's up for grabs. This is your time to seize the initiative. Nobody can tell you anymore that you should be waiting your turn. Nobody can tell you anymore this is how it's always been done. More than ever, this is your moment, your generation's world to shape. In taking on this responsibility, I hope you are bold. I hope you have a vision that isn't clouded by cynicism or fear. As young African Americans, you've been exposed earlier than some to the world as it is, but as young HBCU grads, your education has also shown you the world as it ought to be. This is a commencement speech for, I think, black people only, which is, my opinion, kind of weird. But let's be, let's be inclusive. Let's include everybody. Many of you could have attended any school in this country, but you chose an HBCU specifically because it would help you sow seeds of change. You chose to follow in the fearless footsteps of people who shook the system to its core. Civil rights icons like Thurgood Marshall and Dr. King. Storytellers like Toni Morrison and Spike Lee. You chose to study medicine at Meharry and engineering at NCANT because you want to lead and serve. And I'm here to tell you, you made a great choice. Whether you realize it or not, you've got more roadmaps, more role models, more resources that has been better positioned. I think that's be about it and when, when it comes to him talking about. But he's pretty much trying to rip on Trump. The Democrats see this as a big win. This is what they they posted. Obama rips Trump during the virtual commencement speech for the class of 2020. He's not even pretending to lead during the coronavirus. That That's a crisis. That's what uh, he said about Trump. Listen, listen. Trump gave the rights to the states. You know what? I, I don't even have to explain this anymore to you guys because the Democrats, they're the ones that don't understand it. They're the ones that need explaining. And on the same exact day, Trump tweeted out this. Uh, We've done a great job on the COVID response, making all governors look good, some fantastic, and that's okay. But the lamestream media doesn't want to go with that narrative. And the do-nothing Democrat talking point is to say that only one thing, say only bad about Trump. I've made everybody look good but me. You know what? That is true. Because right now, the liberal media is giving the Democrat governors all the credit for saving everything. All the credit for doing good. What have the Democrat governors done? Their states have more COVID-19 deaths. Their states, uh, I'm assuming, are the cause right now of the massive unemployment and the debt that we're going going to get in. Their states are the cause of these massive multi-trillion dollar spending bills because they're in so much debt. Their states are the cause of right now of everything going wrong. And who gets the blame? Trump. Who doesn't get the credit? Republican governors that are opening up their states and they're doing great. You know who doesn't get the credit? Trump for making the decision to let it, give this up to the states, make it a states' right thing. It shouldn't it, at this point. It shouldn't even be Trump's responsibility. Trump did his job. It's up to the states. Some states became tyrannical. Some states didn't. Some states destroyed their economy. Some states didn't. And the liberal media is not going to break down who is doing a good job and who's not. Because the only ones that are doing a good job are the ones with a D next to the name, despite 
all the evidence of massive death in their states, not massive death, I guess just more deaths in their state, and a crashed economy. They, they can't understand that. All they know is D is good, Democrats good. That's all that they are capable of understanding. So this is what makes Trump awesome. This is what he tweets out, this amazing meme from Independence Day with his face on it. Mankind, that word should have new meaning for all of us today. We can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We will be united in our common interests. And you will once again be fighting for our freedom. I feel like this meme is Trump speaking to uh, the citizens under the Democrat tyranny. That's, I think, why he posted it, because I, I feel it. Not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution. But from annihilation, we're fighting for our right to live, to exist. And should we win the day, the 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday, but as the day when the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. Hold on real quick. I bet if I wasn't banned on Twitter, I would probably be included in this, meme, in this meme. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. what looks like uh, really good face swapping. And then it just ends with a still of Trump. So I, this is why I love Trump, because he tweets things out like this. This is our president tweeting out meme videos. That, that, that's what makes him so perfect. That makes him so relatable to this new generation. The new generation is all about social media, social media news, bypassing the mainstream media, memes. Memes are the newest form of content that is easily consumable by the masses. You can tweet out one meme, gets 10 million views, 10 million impressions, maybe more, and it gets a point across. Versus people tuning on and flipping on CNN and watching everything through the liberal filter. This is why Trump is able to reach new generations. This is why Trump is able to pull in enthusiastic voters. Because it is relatable. It's, it feels like he knows. It's, it's almost like he's just a regular person. He's also tweeting memes. He also has spelling errors in his tweets. He also sometimes just says made up words like kofefe. It makes everything he does makes him relatable because he's just being himself. He doesn't have a political analyst with him saying, you need to act this way. You need to act that way. Or like Joe Biden. Oh, we need to run your Twitter for you. Oh, you're, you're obviously too stupid. We're going to have to edit every single thing that you do. Like Biden. Biden's a product. Trump is Trump. All these other politicians, most of them, at least the ones running for president in the Democrat field, almost all of them, were products. They weren't people. Trump is a person. Trump is Trump. They are products.
Thank you so much for listening to the Raging Patriot. If you are listening to Apple, please give it five stars. Uh, the left is one star bombarding me. If you want to shoot me a text, send me some fan mail, 917-540-8768. You can shoot me a text. I'll keep you updated on things. You can send me questions. I might answer them on the show. I might answer them in the text with you. Uh, also, if you can, please share this episode to your friends. Send it to your friends. I, I love doing this daily show. Send it to your friends. Subscribe. Tell them to subscribe. Um, you know, I'll be here every single day. Uh, you know, I'll never take a day off. I, I, I promise you. And if I do, then I, I, pro- I probably have COVID-19. And I'm probably sick and dying. So yeah, thank, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you. Go listen to another episode. If you listen to this this far, then, then you need help. You need to go to my other episodes. Peace out.